Welcome to Awake and Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual pot, I'm sorry, podcast from one girl, one joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something and get the day started. Hello, guys. It's me, Kelsey. I'm doing a solo up today. Um, I know I feel like it's been like back and forth, Danny and I, but we've both just been going through such crazy things, her with her move and all her new manifestations and everything, me with this freaking human that I'm growing inside of me. Um, So today was my turn to take one for the team and uh, give you guys a little bit of a message that both of us have really been uh, called to share. Um, On our YouTube, Danny actually recently met mentioned this as one of uh she had three uh like downloads that she wanted to share and this one uh incredibly resonated with me as it's something that i've been working on or working towards i guess more so um and that is that it's time to take your health into your hands to honor your commitment to your health and by health i mean your mental health I think I'm probably not going out on a limb by saying if you're listening to this podcast, you probably, like me and Danny, need therapy. And while podcasts and things like this are a form of therapy, just like going for a walk is, just like journaling is, just like meditating is, there is a point where, okay, it's time to speak to somebody. And speaking to your friends is great. Your partners is great. Family is great. But there is something that cannot replace, cannot be replaced about talking to a completely impartial person, a professional, and someone that can give you insight that maybe people who are close to you don't want to give because it might come off as harsh or whatever it may be. Like, there's so many different reasons that speaking to someone who has no attachment to you besides to be your kind of a bouncing board of ideas can give you like the the insight that they can offer you, especially being trained professionals is invaluable. It is the most important thing. And I'm sorry to tell you, but it's time for you to call a therapist (laughs) as it is time for me. I have kind of like, I feel like I, I get caught up after step one. So since I moved here, I have set up myself with a psychiatrist, and that's because I'm on an antidepressant and a couple of other meds um, when I'm not pregnant, and so I wanted to have someone. I was very adamant, and um, I advocated for myself, and I got that step one done of the psychiatrist. And then I really kind of let the psychologist, the therapist part of it, like fall by the wayside because I was like, oh, I'd done this, or even I've caught myself making that first call of like getting a referral from my primary care, which is most oftentimes step one, especially if you're someone who has insurance, um, and then not following up with the referral, you know, like the hard part about starting this journey is that it takes work. And the only person who can be held accountable for this work is you. You are the only one who can pick up that phone and make that phone call. So this is just a little bit of a I don't want to say how to get into therapy, but just some some things to remember, some things to keep in mind when you're starting this journey or continuing this journey or wherever you are. And just some things to some things that maybe you haven't thought about. I hadn't thought about them when I was um when I I've been in therapy for 
since about 2020, I'll say, um, I'm sorry, 2019, fall of 2019 was when I first started. And when I started, I was doing better help, which I'm going to get a little bit more into later. Um, but I did better help for about a year and a half kind of on and off. And then when I had my miscarriage and I was in San Diego, I ended up meeting with a therapist um, to help me through that. And I learned a lot through that process. BetterHelp is great. Um, online options are great. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but you're, it's not quite as specific, I guess. So like when I went to my primary care and asked for a, a referral for a psychologist in San Diego, they were able to give me someone who specialized in women's issues, in things like infertility, miscarriages, loss like that. Um, so it was someone who was really, really geared towards what I needed support in. And it was incredibly helpful, obviously. Like it, it was eye-opening. Teresa was, I, I don't even, I think that's part of the reason I haven't found a new therapist out here is because I loved my therapist, Teresa, so much. She was so incredible. She was so accessible to me as well as open to me and just honest, like so honest. She would let me just talk and ramble. She would even sometimes call me out on the fact that I rambled kind of like I am now. Um, but basically what I'm saying is the journey entails a lot more than you might know, might think. It's kind, it's kind of an overwhelming process. So some place to start out is on psychologytoday.com. Um, I know that they have it for US and Canada, and I believe there's some other countries. I know we have, we are we are listened to in many countries. So hopefully your country has this option. Um, but definitely in the US. So psychologytoday.com is a great place to find a therapist. You can search by things like I was talking about, um, special specialties in in psychiatry or psychology, um, as well as insurances that they cover if they have um other grants and stuff that you can take that you can use or take advantage of, if they do pro bono work, things like that, because while a lot of us think that therapy is this great thing, it's often kind of left out of the conversation how expensive it is and how much of a privilege it is to be able to have a therapist. Like it's it's genuinely a privilege, which is kind of sad because I feel like sometimes the people who need it most are the people who are kind of down on their luck and don't have money to just throw at a therapist, you know? Um and so it's psychology today is a great resource to go on. You can find all different things. You can even, I believe, like narrow it down by gender. I'm someone who all of my care across my medical, my everything is female only. That's a personal decision that I made. It's nothing against you gentlemen out there. My best friend, John, is the greatest nurse I've ever known. Um, and he might be the only exception. I think I would let John do some stuff to me. Um, but other than that, I just personally feel more comfortable. I feel more safe. I feel more open when I'm speaking with a woman. And that's something else, guys. I don't know if you know this. Some people don't know things like that. Um, but you can, you have the right as a patient to like make choices like that. Um, obviously, it's a little different, like in an emergency situation, like you're going to get what you get. But when it comes to, your care, especially your long-term care, you can choose whoever you want. <laughs> um, and like uh, speaking to that, you can choose your therapist. You 
should be dating your shrink. I don't think they like being called shrinks, but whatever. Um, you, it should be a process. It should be an ongoing process where you are every time checking to see how compatible you guys are. It's it's genuinely dating, especially those first three or four, five visits. Um, and they're probably doing the same thing with you, seeing if it's a good fit. If you're going into those first sessions and obviously the first time you're going to be a little bit uncomfortable, you're going to be a little unsure. It's a new person. But if you're not vibing, if you don't have chemistry, then it's up to you to advocate for yourself and say, hey, actually, um, this isn't going to work for me. You can even, if you like them, but it's genuinely just like a, a chemistry thing, you can even say, hey, do you have any colleagues maybe I could try? Or do you have anyone, you know, they might be someone, my better help therapist was lovely. She was like too old <laughs> for me. Um, I needed someone a little bit younger, a little bit more uh, cl close to the point of life that I'm going through. Like it, it just was not very beneficial for me to be talking to like a 70 year old woman who had great, like she had great advice and she was wonderful and like very bright, but I didn't have that connection of like, okay, like I can just chat with you. I kind of felt like I was speaking to like my grandma. Like I kind of had to like edit out some things I was going to say. And you shouldn't ever be like that. Your therapist should be probably besides like your partner or your best friends, the person that you feel the most open with and the most okay being like, yeah, I got fucked last night and it was so good. I mean, <laughs> obviously not in those details or like those words, maybe. Um, I feel like my latest therapy experiences have been very sexual based because like we talked through mis my miscarriage. We talked through trying to have a baby and like I had to go work through a lot of like sexual blocks. And so at first it was so awkward to open up about that, but Teresa made it such a comfortable place for me. And we had such great chemistry that I was like, okay, I have no problem talking to this woman about my orgasms. Like I would tell her, like, I just feel like I can't orgasm. It's been like weeks. I cannot. And she would be like, okay, so why don't you try masturbating first? Or like, why don't you, you know, like for us, it was just a very open dialogue and that felt so good and so different compared to what I had had before. Um, and don't be afraid to dump them. Like, I wish that I had left my better health uh, therapist earlier. Like I said, she was very nice. She was great. But I was, I felt bad leaving. Like, I felt guilty leaving. There is no reason to feel guilty. These people are doing a job. They are not your friends. I still have to remind myself that because I felt like Teresa and I were BFFs. We weren't. She works for me. I'm the boss in those situations. I am the person who's running our meetings. Obviously, unless you're doing something um, like I'm going to be trying DBT, which is just a more like structured therapy. Yeah, more structured therapy. Um, but like when you're especially just doing like a free talk therapy, you're running it. You you should be the one while they the last questions, but bring whatever you want to talk about. There were days where I would go into my therapy and I I literally had a day where I talked about how much I don't like Taylor Swift. And the reason was because like, I think it was when her um, music video came out and she had stepped on the scale and she had like, it had gone to, and it said fat and like, okay, I'm not trying to debate that with anyone right now. And everyone's eating disorders, everyone's everything. It's their own. But for whatever reason, the way that that affected me was that I was like, oh my God, I knew she was annoying. Like it just kind of like triggered something in me. So we spent the entire day talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I 
Oh my God. It's so funny to think about now. Um, but what we ended up doing as I was able to talk was realize like, man, why is this upsetting me in the way that it does? What is my connection with this? What is my, what is the deep rooted thing here? And like Teresa would ask questions, but I was the one who was leading that conversation. And it was amazing. And then there were times where I went in and I would sit in her office and I would be like, I don't know what to say. And then she might ask a question or two. Like, but like, you should feel comfortable enough to be bringing up anything that you want to talk about. My dog is trying to get the bone off of the bookshelf right now. <laughs> and it's like next to a candle. So he's afraid he's going to knock the candle. The candle's not lit. Um, but he's trying to be so gentle. Oh, this is the cutest thing ever. Poor baby. He's not going to get it and I can't reach it from here. Um, okay. Anyways. So yes, date your therapist. Don't be afraid to dump them. Your therapy is for you. They are here for you. They should be here for you. So like I said, I w wanted to talk a little bit more about BetterHelp. And I know that there's other things like it out there, other online resources. They are incredible because of their availability, their affordability compared to some things. And like, obviously, I think BetterHelp, it was at the time when I used it, I don't know if it still is, was based on like income and stuff. So like it kind of varies, but it's fairly affordable. Um, They can work with you as far as timings go, as far as scheduling. It's, it's just very accessible, I guess. And that is an incredible thing. And there are some great therapists on there. There are some very caring, compassionate, bright people on there. Where I offer some advice to be cautious is that I think if you're someone who is either in a moment of like an acute distress or even if you are just more severely distressed, even if you have if you have something that's gone undiagnosed, that you've never had a diagnosis, that you've never worked through before, I don't think better help will necessarily be the better option for you. Um, this is because they can't give you, it's not as in-depth. Like I said, I I've experienced both. And my in-person therapy with my therapist was much more enlightening in that it educated me on a lot. And like I said, there are some great therapists on BetterHelp who I'm sure will educate you through the process. But the nature of BetterHelp is that it doesn't allow for things like diagnoses. It doesn't allow for further checkups. It doesn't allow for a deeper grasp. So if you're someone who is going through your day-to-day -day life and you're experiencing stresses that you're not understanding or you have something you need to work through, if you're, if you're kind of looking – like if there were three levels of mental health and there was kind of like – green, yellow, red, like a stoplight. Green would be like someone who's going through, so like just a, a regular person, I guess. Um, and I think everyone should be on therapy, doing therapy. So a green should have better help, should have that resource, should have that extra arm to lean on, extra arm, <laughs> extra shoulder to lean on when things get hard. Yellow is where I would kind of categorize myself. I have periods of being great. I have periods of understanding myself. I have periods of clarity where I know that I have someone with a history of depression, anxiety, PTSD, ADHD. I don't remember the other, all the other letters that they put behind my name. There's a lot of them. 
Um, however, I have those diagnoses already. I have a general understanding of them. And I even have a little bit of a deeper understanding of my triggers. So I'm like a yellow. I'm like a cautionary crazy person. <laughs> By crazy person, obviously, I just mean, you know, mentally ill. Um, I think better help would be helpful for me at times when I'm in clarity, when I'm in peace. However, when I'm wanting to move past my kind of past where I'm comfortable, when I want to really deep dive into like, right. I, like I said, I have ADHD and that was newly diagnosed right before I got pregnant. So I didn't really get a chance to like, and then I moved across country. So I didn't really get a chance to learn about it, to learn about how it, what it means for me to learn about all of the different coping mechanisms, whether it be medication, whether it be therapies, whether it be uh, literally anything else. I didn't, I didn't have that option. So like when I'm, what I'm looking for is something more in depth, something where I can get some answers, something where I can get um, prescriptions if necessary. You know, like I'm kind of open to the whole scheme, the whole, the whole realm of psychology right now. And that's what I need. I need to get this understanding. So better help is not where I'm going to turn. The reds are the people who've never had a diagnosis. The reds are people who I think are, you know, having th those really, really hard thoughts. Um, whether it be about harming yourself, harming others, ending things, uh, I just I, I feel, and this is my medical medical opinion, that BetterHelp is not a strong enough place for you. It, it's not enough. It's not going to be enough for you. Um, hold on. So that being said, if you're one of those yellows or those reds. Please try checking out um, Psychology Today, trying to find your therapist through there, or reaching out to your primary doctor if you have one. You can even go to like an urgent care and set up a meeting um, and they can give out referrals. Obviously, that kind of depends on the state. So where I am in Ohio, I don't know if that works, but I believe in California, New York, those great liberal states, you have options like that. Even Planned Parenthood the amazing, amazing organization that it is can help with mental health for both men and women. Um, you can get referrals through them. You can even get, uh, even if it's not an official referral, but like uh, just a list of options. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was how I said that it wasn't always affordable. Therapy isn't cheap. <laughs> in any realm, even when you have insurance, a lot of times it's still not a cheap thing. But there are other avenues. Um, I know for nurses, for military um, personnel, there are different like grants and stuff out there. You can Google, um, you know, free therapy for healthcare workers. I believe teachers has one. And obviously be cautious and make sure that you're going to like a real site and stuff and not just like zooming with some random person. Um, but a, there's a lot of programs for a lot of different, if you even just look by like profession, if you look by, um, uh, I know uh, when I was going through uh, my miscarriage, there was a lot of different free therapies offered for women who had, who were suffering loss. Now they were like, they had like a time frame, like it would be like three or four free sessions. And then after that, but like take advantage of those free sessions any step you're taking is a step in the right direction when it comes to this. 
any little bit, any inch in movement forward is good. And then there's also like local programs, support groups, guys, support groups. I don't think I had thought about a support group since, um, what was that movie? The okay. Okay. Uh, oh my God. With Shailene Woodley and, uh, that guy. Oh my God. Okay. The cancer kid movie where they're, they meet in the support group. I can't think. Oh, fault in our stars. Holy shit. Pregnancy brain. Uh, that was like the last time I thought of a support group. Like I just didn't think of it as a real thing. They are, and they're incredible. I have been to four or five support groups. Two were in person, three. Yeah. So five, two were in person, three were online for pregnancy loss. And one of them was for like a pregnancy after a loss. And they're incredible. Two out of the three or two out of the five, I didn't say anything. I, I just sat there. Um, one was online and one was in person. And I just sat there and like took it all in. And then the other ones I would share a little bit. I cried. I listened to other people cry. I listened to other people share their stories, share their feelings. It was like the most supported I've ever felt was in a support group. They chose the name correctly when they named them support groups. It is incredible how much of a difference it makes to not be alone in your sadness, in your pain, in your whatever you're going through. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. And most – hold on. <coughs> I've got a tickle. Most um, communities have them. And they're for all different things. Um People think about AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. There is also um, Al-Anon, which is for um, family members of addicts for all different things. It's a support group. You can go to that. And you can even go to these things. I don't want to say when they don't apply to you, um, but when they, when they, even if you don't know if it applies to you, I guess. Like if you're dealing with something or you've dealt with, say, an alcoholic parent in your past. And now it's been 20 years removed from that situation, however it's gone now, that still might be affecting you. Maybe going to one of those meetings and listening to those people talk will help you to understand that that is still having an effect on you and help you to feel brave enough to be like, okay, that is still a part of my past that's deeply within me. I need to work through that. You know, like support groups have a wide variety of things, especially now with the internet. Like take advantage of that. There are so many different options for people to turn to, to find support throughout their community, throughout the world. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. I One of the support groups I went to for loss was, I think there was 30 of us within the group and it was run by one person. And then it was like an hour and a half and I think only 10 people shared but every single one of those stories was so widely different and so just uniquely touching to me. Like, even though they were nothing like what I had gone through, it connected with me so much. The feeling of not being alone is a priceless feeling. <laughs> Having support is priceless. And like, yeah, try it out. Let me know what happens because I'm like on the support group kick now. And then my last little uh, bit of advice is to get a therapy buddy and hold each other accountable. Cole and I are therapy buddies. Um, I had to text him twice a day to remind him to call. We both got referrals. We both did that first step. I went to my psychologist, psychiatrist, started that. 
Cole hadn't made his call to get his, he had like the referral, but he hadn't made the call to get his therapist. So today we've been back and forth, like reminding each other, like, hey, we got to call. We got to get the appointments. We got to go. And we both have them set this month. We got this. It's going to be awesome. And it just helps to have someone who's going to help you be accountable. And I even like sometimes I'll get into even with Teresa, even with my greatest therapist I've ever had. I would get to points where I'd be like, oh, I just don't feel like doing this today. Like, I don't want to go to therapy. I don't want to do this. And so then I would like want to cancel. And Cole would be like, no, you're going. Even if you say nothing for an hour, you're going. It's worth it. Get a therapy buddy. Be someone's therapy buddy. Help each other out. Be there for one another. Support one another. Again, pretty much no matter what, if you have the time, if you have the means, if you have anything, <laughs> it's time. We're doing this. We are the generation of healing. We are the people who are getting through this shit. We are healing our generational curses. We are healing ourselves. We are taking a stand. We are putting ourselves first, our health first, our mental health first, not to be ignored. Our mental health is so fucking important. So like, come on, awake and bake. Let's be the podcast of therapies, like of therapiers. Like we're not therapists, but we're the ones who go to therapy. What are patients, I guess? I guess they're just patients. All right. Clearly I'm not high because of baby, but baby does mess with my brain. So with that being said, y'all stay high. Bye.